This week on Glistening Particles. I always think about all the random decisions that brought us together in that, and it always kind of blows me away. This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Hey, listeners, this is a special series for the Great Cycle Challenge, where I'm hoping to shine light on some of the riders participating in this amazing fundraiser for Children's Cancer Research Fund. Did you know over 15,700 American children are diagnosed with cancer every year, and sadly, 38 children die every week? These riders are in there giving their time and effort to help change that number and change that story. So if you get a chance, go out and donate, and please support this incredible fundraising effort. Thank you. In this episode, I'm talking with Matt Taylor. Matt's riding in the Great Cycle Challenge, like the rest of the series riders, and he has a pretty incredible story of what brought him to get on the bike and ride for kids, and it's going to tug at your heartstrings, so let me tell you that right there. The other thing about Matt is he uses kind of one of my favorite terms from old movie days called the meat cute, and so keep an eye out for that as you're listening, and um Get ready for some really cool random facts. And with that, here is Matt. Hi, Matthew. Welcome to Glistening Particles. Hi there. So um, you're here as part of our Great Cycle Challenge mini-series that I'm doing for the month of June. Um, So let's start with telling me how you got involved with the Great Cycle Challenge. Yeah, I... I actually got involved riding for the Great Cycle Challenge um, three years ago. I um, I'd been an avid cyclist um, at one point. I'd even been a competitive cyclist, but you know, not really, not really achieving much. But uh, so to find out about um, you know a charity that raises money by doing something that. I was going to be doing anyway, and something I enjoyed doing um, seemed like a good, good thing to do. Um, and cancer at the time was something I cared about because I'd lost my father to breast cancer. You lost and, your father to breast cancer. Yes, and you so don't hear that very often as those two things in the same sentence. No, but uh, male breast cancer is actually, well, more of a problem than people think about. I mean, everything's about, and yes, absolutely, we should be uh, raising awareness that women need to get uh, mammograms and get checked out and all that. But 
Uh, men should be doing self-checks as well. And if you feel a lump or anything, you should go see your doctor right away. Mm. Um, so my father died of complications attached to his treatment uh, for uh, breast cancer. And um, so a charity that was cancer-related was definitely something I wanted to partake in, in getting money for. Um, so I found out about the Great Cycle Challenge and started writing it. Um, then my story kind of got a twist. Um, about a year ago, uh, mm-hmm. I was diagnosed with tongue cancer. Oh my God. And yeah, and I, uh, I found a, a lump in my tongue. I, I thought I had bitten myself and that I had gotten an infection. My tongue had swollen up. I went to see my physician. She said, you have to get that checked out. I think mm-hmm. she knew right away that it was probably cancer, but she didn't want to say that. Um, but mm-hmm. she told me I had to get it checked out. She sent me to a, Oral, um, an oral surgeon who, um, who looked at it and was about to send, about to take a piece of it to send for a biopsy when he figured out he was able to get me into, um, to Pittsburgh to UPMC faster mm-hmm. than he would have gotten biopsy results back. Okay. So he sent me up there and, you know, scarily. Found out that it was cancer. It was squamous cell carcinoma. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year, I had a surgery where they removed a portion of my tongue, almost half of my tongue, mm-hmm. um, and they replaced it with a free flap, they call it, a piece of, of skin and and tissue from my arm. Okay. They, Sewed into that place where my where they took out my tongue and attached a blood vessel from my arm into uh, into my neck, and it was major surgery you know, to replace a portion of my tongue. Uh, and then, and that happened at the end of May last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so during June, I was at first recovering from the surgery, um, and then. Uh, Started my um, started radiation treatments also in June. Okay. So I was unable to really ride the Great Cycle Challenge last year, but I still um, I but I kept thinking about this about these mm-hmm. kids that are going through that same type of treatment, that same you know scary surgeries, the same mm-hmm. uh, type of, of of issues, you know that. I was going through, and I just had such a uh, sort of compassion for them. I, mm-hmm. I was, I'd said while I was on the hospital bed, I said, I, I can't say that this is unfair because I look at what these kids go through, and I think that's if that's if there is unfairness, it's that. I oh, mean. Yeah, no, I mean, that I've is been like amazing. I mean, you go through this with your father. You're in the process yourself, dealing with a cancer diagnosis and treatment, and you're thinking of someone else. Well, I, I mean, I saw other people 
including some young people going through the same, going through radiation treatment at the same time I was going through mine, going through chemo, um, and all of, you know, it's, it's so, uh, driving me crazy because this disease, cancer, which is really so many diseases under an umbrella, but it's so insidious because the ways that we have to treat it are mm-hmm. so painful unto themselves. You know, they cause right. so many health problems themselves. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, we have to get to a point where we develop something, some new treatment, some new way about of going about these things, especially for these kids, because right. I can't imagine um, a friend of mine right now, his... Um, his, well, a young member of his family is going through radiation treatment. And I just, I can't imagine the bravery that this little girl has to have in order to go into the the machine every day. Right, right. And they don't even know. They don't even understand, like, what's ahead. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think we're going to get there. I just hope we get there faster and anything that anything that I can do to push that along I want to do so last year even though I wasn't able to ride I still um, raised over $500 for the great cycle challenge saying you know if you I had people who wanted to give to me to help out me and I'm really while we had you know medical bills and we had this that and the other thing we were fine Um, I was smart enough uh, several years ago to um, get an additional insurance plan to help cover some of my cancer treatments. Mm-hmm. So we were fine. But these people who wanted to give to me, I just encouraged them to give to the foundation, mm-hmm. to the Children's Cancer Research Fund, because I, again, I and I can't imagine being a parent and, and, you know, your whole world is turned upside down as your kid is going through this. Right. And it's just the fear and then the struggle and then watching them suffer and all the things. I We feel like we can't do anything, but right. you know, there are things that we can do in general. And, and for me, one thing I can do this year, and I'm so glad to be able to, is to ride in the Great right. Cycle Challenge. I've set myself up a, a goal of a thousand miles, um, which, you know, a few years ago would have been not much of a challenge for me. But then this year, just being a year out from my radiation treatments, I think it is going to be a real tough number to reach. But I think I'll get there. That's um, a big number. A thousand is a big number in one month, you know? Yeah. So it's, what, 33 and a third miles per day. And, uh, you know, some days I'll, I'll get way above that, I'm sure. And some days I won't, but, uh, well, um, I think I'll, I think I'll be able to achieve it, but, um, setting forth that sort of challenge because I can, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. a year ago, I wasn't sure that I would be able to, I wasn't sure that uh, how I would bounce back. I've been fortunate mm-hmm. that, that. I've had clear scans since then, and I've been fortunate that my health has recovered to a great deal. Um, you know, there are things that are never going to be the same for me, but 
mm-hmm. for the most part, I'm I am as strong or stronger in some ways than mm-hmm. I was before my cancer. Yeah, that's the story that you hear. I mean, people, it's almost like in some ways, uh, the people on the other side, the survivors, they repeatedly say that the experience has made them stronger in, you know, more than one way. What uh, What do you do for a living? What's your work? I teach. I teach um, drama and English to uh, high schoolers. Wow, that's a commitment. That would make you strong right there. <laughs> yeah. And we just had... Um, you know, I don't want to go into too many details here, but we did have a member of of the graduating class where I teach um, was just diagnosed with cancer and, uh, you know, started chemotherapy and it's going through those sorts of treatments. So, you know, there, I've seen it right there in my face again, why something needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So what are you, so you said you're committing to a thousand miles for the month. Mm-hmm. What did you set as your fundraising goal? Uh, you know, right now I, I set it a while back to 750 because I thought that I didn't, I wanted to set it at a thousand and thought I wouldn't make it, but I've been very fortunate. I've had a lot of, um, a lot of response early on here before mm-hmm. even June starts. So I think I'm going to up that up to a thousand. I think I'll be able to reach it. I hope so. I hope so. You certainly have put in the work to do it. I mean, a thousand is a lot of miles. So at least you get it. Yeah, so if I can get a mile, then uh, I think it'll be worthwhile. Absolutely. So what what kind of bike do you ride? Are you like a a road bike guy or a trail guy? Yeah, I have a a giant road bike that's a a couple years old. Well, about three or four years old now. Um, So out on the road, I ride that. and then I've got an old, much older road bike, um, a Bianchi Giro, um, that I keep on the trainer so I can do some indoor riding as well when the weather gets bad or whatever. Oh, great. That's great. And then um, do you do you ride alone when you're outdoors or do you ride uh, in group? I typically ride alone because I'm in a pretty rural area. Um, okay. I'm in West Virginia, in the middle of uh, North Central West Virginia. Um, I live in a town, but it's a small town. Um, not a lot of cyclists around. So sometimes I'll get out with a group, um, but for the most part, I'm on my own. Um, one of my favorite things, though, to do, and I'm gonna I'm gonna work this out to plan a few of these. I do like to do. Um, I do like to sort of live past my my longer rides that are on on the trainer so i'm going to try to i'm probably going to do at least one long ride of of 100 miles or more um sometime in june so i'm going to put that up and have people can drop in sort of on the group chat and uh cheer me on or taunt me as the case may be that is so cool you seem like a really interesting guy, so I was wondering if you could tell me three random facts about yourself. Okay. Um, well, uh, I already said I um, I teach drama and English, so mm-hmm. um, 
I don't know how interesting that is, but. Um, <laughs> yes. oh, so I stole one of your random facts from you. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, no, that's fine. Um, uh, another random fact, I play the Great Highland Bagpipe, the Scottish Bagpipes. That was something I wasn't sure I'd be able to get back to after my surgery and all that. Um, oh, true. Uh, recently, you know, this year, been able to get back to playing. And it, it um, it's tougher for me now, but it is definitely something I can do. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. glad to be able to do that again. What effort um, made you take up the bagpipes to begin with? That's a really unique instrument. Well, my, my family always had a strong connection to our Scottish heritage, and I grew up going to the um, um, to Highland Games as a kid. And I sort of always wanted to play the bagpipes, but never really had the chance. Mm-hmm. And then here's my sort of meet-cute moment, I guess. Uh, my, uh, my now wife um, met me sort of, uh, we were both went to college together here, um, in West Virginia and, uh, she, um, teaches Highland dance, Scottish dance. And really? she wow. came to my dorm room one time, invited by a friend. We were having some sort of gathering and she saw I had hanging up this strip of tartan and I had my tilt in my, uh, closet there. And, uh, and she, we got talking about it and she, and I said, I've always wanted to learn how to play the bagpipes. And she said, well, my dad teaches the bagpipes. So oh. I was able to learn from her dad how to play. Um, <laughs> and then she and I grew closer and now we're married. And That's a movie quality meet cute moment <laughs> right there. Yeah, totally. it's kind of a, <laughs> I always think about all the random decisions that brought us together in that. And it always kind of blows me away. Oh, I love that. I love a good love story. Aww. Another thing, I may be probably among the few um, a few pagans that you're interviewing. Um, I would imagine that most people in America that you're interviewing are either some form of Christian or um, sort of one of the Abrahamic religions or... Uh, um, or maybe atheist or whatever, or maybe it's not a big part of their life, but uh, my spirituality, my religion is sort of a big part of my life, but it's sort of different from the common culture here. And is your wife involved in that as well? Is that her thing? No, she's, um, she's sort of generally spiritual. Uh, and, um, but, it's religion's not really a big thing in her life. Um, and so in mine, it is, but it's, you know, I have, instead of a picture of Jesus in the corner, I have a picture of Odin. So uh, a little bit of a different, out of the ordinary uh, faith there. Tell me more about, I don't know a lot about that religion. Tell me a little bit more about it, like in a, layman's terms what would what would you call that okay well i i more specifically i belong to a group called the corellian nativist tradition which is sort of a a mix between um a lot of native american spirituality and 
um, sort of European Wicca and witchcraft um, mixed together. And uh, um, so a little bit new agey in a lot of ways. Um, but, uh, you know, but beyond that, um, a lot of people who call themselves pagan take a uh, look at the world around them and take things from different faith groups and um, sort of build their own connection with the gods or with God uh, or with the universe as a whole. So do you practice your religion with people? Like, is or is this something you... You know, I'm a solitary practitioner. Again, being in a really pretty much rural area, a place, you know, with not a lot of people. There are, you know, about 8,000 people in town. Mm-hmm. So um, not a very large community. Um, and then it's also a very Christian community, um, very evangelical community, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, not really something that jives necessarily with most of my neighbors, but... Um, um, so with these things that you're interested in, they all have a feel like would they might want to um, inspire you to travel. Yeah. Do you travel very much? Um, you know, I, I we sort of did, and then we got out of that, and then, um, you know, we just sort of let the sort of everyday, um, the rat race sort of get a hold of us, and we didn't mm-hmm. really do a lot of traveling for a long time. Um, but then, uh, after my cancer, we sort of made a, my wife and I sort of made an agreement that we need to travel more. We need to do things that enjoy our short time here uh, as much as possible. Um, so, you know, since then I've been, I went, we went to Puerto Rico for the first time this year and enjoyed that. And um, we're always traveling for um, my wife's dance group because um, she has uh, dancers who are doing very well. We go to Georgia every year for a regional competition. We go, um, we're going to Las Vegas later this year for the national competition. Okay. So there's a lot of that. And we're planning, of course, we were planning a trip to Scotland before I got my cancer, but <laughs> we're planning that again. Now, maybe this time we'll actually be able to do that. Oh, that um, sounds wonderful. It seems like a place the two of you have to go. Um, how about if you tell people the URL for your donation page? So it's going to be great cycle challenge sure. slash riders slash and what is your yeah, slash matt taylor so great cycle challenge.com slash riders slash m-a-t-t-t-a-y-l-o-r okay great all right well i hope that um you make your goal which i'm sure you will uh, both mileage and um donations and it's been really a pleasure talking with you you have a great story yeah it's been a uh, great uh great getting to share my story all right well i will be watching you out on the page and i wish you all the best thanks thanks matt take care just like all things scottish brought matt and his wife together the great cycle challenge has brought together seventy-nine thousand people across the country riding to help end children's cancer we're asking for your donation to Matt's page or any of the pages. Just go out there, donate money, or jump on the rides. Be part of it and raise money yourself. But let's get enough money to 
do the research to put an end to this horrific disease. I can't believe what I've learned going through this, seeing the kids in this, like it's like body mutilating um, surgeries that they're having, that they have to go through to hopefully survive, and then it's not always a guarantee. And we've talked with so many different people already and more to come, and we have to put an end to this. Please go out and donate, and thanks for listening, everybody. Now go out and ride. All right. So, are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.